So on today's episode, we're going to tackle planning, which I have been avoiding. <laughs> took me to episode 14 because it's very hard to describe something that is visual and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to do it. But today I just, it's, it means so much to me in the terms of how ADHD style brains work that all of the planning that I have attempted, and believe me, I have attempted a ton, it's not structured for our brains. And I so want to introduce the way I've finally discovered to do things and just see if it helps others that I'm going to tackle it, even though logistically, I'm not quite sure how well the description will go over. Join me. Let's see if I can. And then if you need a visual aid, I will tell you where to go to see what this actually looks like. Hey, welcome to Joy Loving Home, the podcast where we strive to plan our schedules and organize our homes while being intentionally flexible so that we can leave space in our lives for spontaneous joy. I'm Joy Reidenauer, professional organizer and flexible planning strategist. I have a heart for helping stay-at-home moms who feel overwhelmed and can't figure out where the time goes while their kids are at school. If you are ready to lean into your chaos and simplify your home, then you're in the right place. And don't worry, I know from experience that rigid schedules, daily habits, and strict routines don't work for you, because they didn't work for me either. If you want to stay flexible, live in the moment, and prioritize the people in your life over the things, then I'm so glad you've joined me as we create a joy-loving home together. The reason I decided to bring the topic up today is because... I've started to see the 2022 planners being advertised, the big ones, you know, the ones that you spend 50 to 100 to $150 on by the time you have purchased the very nice planner with super special paper and the extra stickers and the extra pens and the pouch and the, you know, all the things. And there are many. We tell ourselves, and I know this because I've told myself this over and over again, you say, if I spend this much money on it, I know I'll use it this time. I will absolutely dig in and, and this is going to feel so special this time when I sit down with this beautiful pen and I'm going to keep track of every day and the new year, the new habit, the new me, I've got it this time. And so you spend the money on the 2022 planner <laughs> or the 2021 or the 2019 or go back for the last decade or two and you've tried all the things and for some reason that beautiful planner comes in the mail and you either freeze up because it's so pretty you feel like you're going to mess it up and you don't want to do it wrong because a lot of us are perfectionists even though we can't imagine that that's actually one of the things wrong so you're just afraid to mess it up or you start with such focus and such determination and you realize you're taking so much time planning that you're not actually doing or you've planned out what seems like the perfect day and you might even have a very successful day or two with these plans and then something goes awry. Uh, because one of the things wrong with these planners is it assumes that you have a very routine life. And I don't know about you, but I can certainly ascribe to the fact with four kids and a busy husband and, you know, responsibilities with parents over the years, things go wrong a lot. My life is anything but routine and I am certain yours is as well. So as soon as you have a day in the planner that goes awry and you 
need to scratch something off because it got canceled, or you have to mark a day out because nothing that you intended to get done on that day got done, or you slipped for two days and then you pick it back up and because it's a dated planner, you have these guilty blank pages staring at you and it actually even kept log of how many days it has been since the last time you actually tried to plan. And that feels so defeating. There are so many defeating things about a traditional planner for people with ADHD style brains. And I say it that way because I want to speak to the people with actual diagnosed ADHD, the people who believe they are diagnosed or believe they are ADHD but have never actually sought a diagnosis, or people who may not believe that they're ADHD at all but just struggle in this sort of scattered, chaotic way where they can't be consistent. And I am by no means a doctor or a therapist. I have lived the life myself believing I am an undiagnosed ADHD person and have a child who also struggles in this way. And I also used to be a teacher and I taught many, many diagnosed and undiagnosed ADHD students. So I feel like just from experience that I am confident enough to talk about the struggles. And so when we look at these traditional planners that are so great, so great for some people, it really, the the hype that you read about them is not wrong. The hype you read about is not for you. Unfortunately, it is for the people who those planners are designed for. A very structured, very type A, very organized, naturally person who just wants to keep all of that organization that they automatically do in their lives in a single beautiful place. And that's awesome. But if you are the kind of person who, you know, makes a phone call on a whim, grabs a scratch piece of paper, writes it down, grabs a sticky note, sticks it up somewhere, then you're like, oh, wait, I talked to this person once already, and you're searching for that scrap of paper and that sticky note. It seems dreamy to think, oh, wow, you know, if I would just, you know, consolidate all these scraps of paper and put them into a single planner, my life would be so much easier. That That's what's missing. Let me just go find the right planner. Or you miss a date of an appointment that you were supposed to keep or you realized your kid's field trip where you had to pack the lunch you forgot about and so they went to school without the packed lunch and you felt about two inches tall and you're like oh I just need the planner to get all these dates down and you know you're like well, why not do the digital thing the digital thing is always with you well the digital thing we forget to look at we'll set the alert well, you got to remember to set the alert and then you have to make sure your alerts are on. And then if you take that off one day because you're in some important meeting and then you forget to turn the alerts back on, there's so many things in the unorganized mind that can go wrong with traditional planners. And so I would love to steer you away from thinking that that is the answer to spending more money on yet another New Year's worth of a new planner. Again, if it's your thing, then A, I'm not sure why you're listening, but B, it's good for you. That's fantastic. Enjoy your planner. I'm envious that you can get so much value out of it. But if you have a scattered mind, buying a planner is not going to fix it as much as the advertising promos say that it will. So if a traditional planner is not going to work for you, what do I suggest would be your alternative? Well, if you have not explored the world of bullet journals, 
I'd love for you to take a peek at those, but be very careful. So let me give you a few warnings before you peek at bullet journals. There was the originator of the bullet journal, whose name is escaping right now. Ryder is in his name, and I don't know why I can't remember the rest of it. I'll put it in the show notes. He created what is a brilliant system. So you just open a blank notebook. People like just lined, more popular is a dot grid, um, which is the ones I like. I love the dot grid. You can grab any notebook though. You don't have to spend extra money. You can watch a numerous amount of YouTube videos to see just the traditional intent. Ryder Carroll intended for his uh, bullet journal. And then you can, I mean, go down a rabbit hole of the gorgeous, amazing, creative, uh, insanely creative spreads of bullet journaling. It's been recommended for people with ADHD uh, and ADHD style brains that it can be a much more effective journaling style for them, calendar, planner, because you're creating for yourself a layout that works for you. And if you skip a day, it doesn't matter because you're just turning a blank page and you're creating your layout every single day. So you can create it as a day, you can create it as a week, you can create a month, you can lay out your day vertical or horizontal or circles for all <laughs> all that it matters. It's a blank slate for you to create what you want to create, which is amazing. Now, the reason I say do this with, a, with an edge of caution is because there are so many amazing creative bullet journalists out there it can make people freeze because they're like, well, my handwriting doesn't look like that. I don't, I'm not artistic. There's no way I could do that. Oh my gosh, that would take so much time. And believe me, there are people who spend a whole lot of time on these. But I really believe for them, it is a way to keep their plans, a way to have a creative outlet, a way to decompress, a way to just feel joy. It's 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 a hobby in the incredible creativity for some people. So don't let those people who have turned it into an entire pastime keep you from actually using it for what the stripped down basic bullet journal method is. So I don't use the complete stripped down bullet journal method. I have a hybrid of my own that I have created. I would love to share it, and this is where it gets tricky because I'm not sure how this will translate without the visual. So I'm going to put the visual in my Facebook group, and if you would love to see it, I would love to have you over there totally free. I'm not selling anything. I'm not pitching anything. I'm just trying to keep the comments down, I guess, of anybody who wants to criticize people who want to do things a little differently. So when you're welcomed into this group, I ask you three simple questions and then you're in, and then we just can share this journey together. So if you would like to join and you would like to see how this looks visually, it's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. So it's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. And I would love for you to join me over there. Before I try to describe for you what this journal looks like, let me tell you the questions that went through my head that got me to the point where I found a way to start accomplishing things when nothing else was working. When you get ready to listen to how I've structured this, this will work for you if you feel like you're constantly spinning your wheels, you feel like you've been busy all day but you have nothing to show for it, or 
you have things on a to-do list and you felt like you were doing things, but you look at your to-do list and nothing on the to-do list got done, you get frustrated with yourself because you have big plans and you're geared up and then the first thing you try to scratch off the list goes awry and then you lose a little bit of hope and you just sort of falter from there. I started asking myself, what if I had a planner that would allow each of my days to be different from one another or weeks to not look the same? What if I had a planner that I could just put down the things that had a time constraint like an appointment, but then I could be open to do whatever hit me in the moment as far as motivation or interest or distraction. (laughs) Sometimes we procrastinate by getting a whole lot of things done that aren't the thing we need to get done. And I don't think we should be penalized um, or at least not, not at least get credit for the things we actually did accomplish, even if it wasn't the one thing we were supposed to be working on. Trying to figure out how to describe this. If this is striking a chord with you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was asking, what if the only thing written in my planner was what I did accomplish instead of a lot of things that I didn't. What if I had a place to sort of brain dump all of the scattered as it happens and then have a way to look back after the end of a long day and go, oh, I actually did do this and this and this. Oh, how cool. I get to, you know, cross those off and say those are done. What if I could have a plan for one thing and actually end up doing something else, but that was what I was going to do Wednesday and I did it on a Monday. And do I need to rewrite all the plans or reshift the schedule? And no, like what if it just works whenever I am doing it? So I decided that what I really needed was to somehow be intentionally flexible. I needed to be intentionally flexible with my time, with planner, with my thoughts, with my schedule. I needed to allow myself to take advantage of moments as they arrive. If a friend called and needed me, if a kid got sick, if a kid just needed a little extra TLC and not to feel this stress because something wasn't getting done. I didn't want to have the stress of an expectations that weren't met, but sort of the surprise of what was actually accomplished by the end of a day when it wasn't something I focused on or intended. I needed the intentional flexibility to feel okay about just sort of the way I already am, the way I I flow through life. And I hope that that's something that appeals to you too. So if you've been here for all 14 episodes, or at least a enough of them to know that I am an acronym girl. And so since the words, what if, what if, what if kept going through my mind, it hit me that the if was the intentionally flexible. That's the I and the F. So then I was like, what could the what mean that would help me focus a little bit? What I came up with is that the W is for something I want to do. I really get motivated when there's something I just want to do. And the H is something I have to do because regardless of whether we like it or not, there are certain things we have to do. Uh, We have to send an email back to the teacher. We have to 
run that errand because somebody has a birthday party they're going to that weekend. We have to get a certain number of things accomplished as an adult just to make sure things function. So the W is a want to do, the H is a have to do, the A is an aspiration. And the way I think of an aspiration is there's all these sort of self-care things we're preached to about that I've never really fully subscribed to, but sometimes I want to do something that's going to make me a little better. But when I chart it down as like a habit tracker, there's so much pressure about habits. And if I start strong, but then break the chain and just, it was too much pressure. So with an aspiration, it was something that would be great if I took the time to do for myself, to better myself, whether it's by taking the time to read or journal or exercise or drink more water. I mean, whatever the thing is that I wanted to do to improve myself, that's the A. And then the T is this big block of items that were tackled that day. So I will not write them down as to-dos. I write them down as tackled. So what I do in, I have these four columns and the first three are smaller and the, the T is really big. I write down something I want to do that day and I write down something I have to get done that day. And then I write down whatever my current aspiration is, like if I really want to drink more water. And then I live a big open space for tackle. And then I just go about my day. So I have where the appointments are there, the ones that are time sensitive. And then I have this page that's all brain dumps. And I look at my brain dump page, or I don't look at my brain dump page. I write down the brain dumps at the beginning of a week. And I have a Monday through Saturday. I like Sunday starts, but on the calendar view, I my brain just does better with the Monday through Sunday calendar. I have them all on an open two-page spread. At the beginning of a week, I write down all the appointments I know that are going to happen across the top. And then across the bottom, I have those four columns, the W, the H, the A, and the T. And then I have a brain dump page and a prayers and gratitude page. I, I just start living my day. And I don't know if you're like me, but you, you sort of function in this weird autopilot. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh, I don't think I did anything today. Well, you flip back into your brain dump page and you go, oh, yeah, I'm glad I wrote those things down because somewhere they were in my brain and I actually did do X, Y, and Z. So I flip over to tackled and I write down on my tackled, you already took care of doing X, Y, and Z. And then I see, did I do what I really wanted to do today? Did I do that one thing? And did I do that thing I had to do today? And sometimes you didn't. Let's be honest, sometimes you didn't. But because it's a weekly spread, you leave it there. And you know it's going to be there again tomorrow. You don't have to cross it off. It doesn't have to be a not done. You don't have to, you know, move it to the next page because you didn't get it done that day. It's, it's a whole week at a glance. And you bring it back to top of mind again because you kind of did this exercise and then you go about your next day and your next day you actually have a really productive day because you were out and you're running errands and you remembered to stop by here and there on the way through maybe you actually even looked at your planner and on your tackled side you get to write four things down because you happen to tackle four things oh and guess what you actually did your have to so now pull over a new have to because there's always more have to get done than there really seems to be time in the day. And I know there's people listening to this 
A, you may be confused, so please go over and look at the visual. There's also people going, my life is too busy. I need to be able to write down 15 things a day. This doesn't sound like I can get done 15 things a day in this spread. This isn't for you. These are for people who feel stuck and feel like they're actually doing nothing because getting something done is a huge lift over getting nothing done. And you might discover you're getting more and more things done each day. Before you go down the rabbit hole of bullet journaling, I want you to take a peek at this spread. It's literally 10 straight lines. If you can draw 10 straight lines, you can have a full weekly layout with these four columns underneath that are my what ifs. And I'm hoping that this appeals to you enough to go check it out. If you do, please, please, please share with me your thoughts. I would love to have a dialogue with someone about whether this makes sense to their brain. Just if nothing else, just to know I'm not crazy for myself, but that this thing that I sort of rigged up to work for my brain might work for somebody else too. And what if you did find something that finally worked for you? It would make me so happy. And I hope that it would allow you to have some joy as well. Until next time, choose joy. I'm so glad you spent your time with me today. If you'd like to join an encouraging and judgment-free community of women just like you, please join us at bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash joylovinghomecommunity. I would love to interact with you there. You can also bless me and help other moms by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen. It means the world to me if you have found value in these podcasts, and by reviewing them, you help other women find me too. Also, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram at joylovinghome. Love to hear from you. Or just email me. I'm joy at joylovinghome.com. Until next time, choose joy. Joy.